Music Therapy. I'm Jessica Risker. I'm a musician based here in Chicago and I'm also a licensed clinical professional counselor. Music Therapy is a show I created during quarantine, during the pandemic, to give uh, artists and musicians a space to kind of convene and talk about mental health, uh, talk about how they're being impacted personally, professionally, how their creativity is being shaped and changed by everything that's going on, and just provide kind of a space to get together and listen to each other and, and be together. Um, and uh, yeah, this is episode 45. Today I've got Isabel Christina on, um, who uh, makes up Half Gringa, and she's going to be joining us in a minute. Hey, Izzy. Um, and uh, yeah, just a couple things. Let's see. For those who are listening, who are not listening live but listening down the road, it's been a weird week and especially a weird couple of days. Donald Trump is in the hospital with COVID. No one's quite sure what's going on. Um, so, it's a weird world right now, um, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what to say about that. Um, other stuff that's happening, I won't be doing a music therapy next week. Right now I'm scheduled to, um, play at Virtue Farm, which is in Michigan. It'll be streamed with, uh, in, in partnership with The Hideout, and that'll be next Saturday evening. So I'm looking forward to driving there and having a nice drive by myself and uh, playing a solo show um, in Michigan next Saturday. And I hope you can join me for that. Also, Intel Buildings will also be playing that uh, that evening as well. Eric Hall of Intel Buildings. And the other thing that I wanted to share is that uh, Music Therapy is presenting a show. Hey, Josh. Um, a show at the end of the month on Friday, uh, October 30th. Uh, Halloween therapy. There's going to be an amazing roster of Chicago musicians who are going to do a cover song and hopefully we'll make it fun with some costumes or some fun scenes and it'll be a hangout and um, just kind of way to pay tribute to all the great cover bands that usually happen in Chicago around Halloween um, and try to do it a new way this year since we can't do it quite the same way as usual. So, because it's kind of a spooky day, spooky stuff going on, I'm going to play a, a spookier new song. It's called 4AM. And then we'll have Izzy on. Crossing wide 
supposed to go out and have a picnic with some friends and we were like ah, it's gonna be warmer later this week let's mm-hmm. just wait then do it later so. yeah well thank you for doing the show yeah thanks for having me this is really cool I, I've been watching so many of these um, since the quarantine started and I kind of look forward to them so that's great to hear thank you yeah um, well why don't we why don't we learn more about how you've been doing so um, Let's see, let's talk about, let's start with what your life looked like before March. Does it, were you working? What was going on with music? What did it look like before everything shifted? Yeah, oh man. (laughs) It's so weird to like go back that far um, in my memory right now. Um, In, before things shut down in March, I was working. I am still working at the same place that I work. I work for a nonprofit. as like a marketing coordinator, um, and what, what's the nonprofit? Um, it's called Intonation Music. It's based out of Brownsville, and it basically provides um, different types of music programs to youth that are in Chicago public parks and public schools. And oh, through like we have like different partners, like After School Matters, and yeah, it's it's great. And I up until lockdown, I was commuting down to um, where their office is in Kenwood. And so I stopped doing that. But other than that, like my job is, is the same. Um, if anything, I'm working more because we've just been making everything virtual. So uh-huh. there's been a lot more transition there because we'd never done virtual learning before. So um, that was a big, that was like a big thing that consumed a lot of my time early on in the pandemic. Um, but right before then, it's, it was kind of lucky I had like just gone on vacation (laughs) for Uh the first time in a long time and so like I was in Iceland like right before the pandemic happened or like while while we were hearing about it in other places um and then like I came back and the next weekend I think oh wow was like hey like we should not really be unnecessarily coming into contact with people and then the weekend after that everything actually like like the governor sent out the order and Uh yeah so it's it's very weird to think about like oh wow weird i was in iceland in like february and now i'm i've been at home for like seven months (laughs) yeah i mean it's it's kind of nice that you got to get away at least a little bit this year i'm so Um, glad i did yeah (laughs) so your work life is you're still working is it full-time it's almost full time. It's like a little bit shy of that, which I prefer. My job started out when I, I first started working there like three years ago, and it was um, just a part time job because I was touring more with like a theater company that I used to tour with um, and play music for. And now I'm like 30 hours a week ish. So I have like enough time theoretically to like do admin for half gringa or work on new projects and while the record right before the record was coming out that was like you know essential for me to get everything ready and um yeah so so you have i'm interested to know more about i mean obviously you're an artist and you you write and record and perform but also it sounds like you've integrated working with music into 
the other part of your life too, the other part of your working life. And you've been there for three years where you, and you're doing marketing, you said? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've been, I've been doing, I've kind of slowly changed my focus. I've mostly worked for nonprofits and mostly in arts administration capacities, uh -huh. um, like since I was in college. Uh -huh. uh, and so, yeah, I've just sort of, I don't know, like I did an internship with 8th Blackbird that's a music ensemble here and um, was doing some amount of PR and a little bit of like marketing for them. And then um, I worked at an art, I worked at the Arts Club of Chicago, which is like a, um, and it's an, it's an arts club. <laughs> so they would apply. <laughs> it's like a private club and gallery space. And I was the receptionist there, but I also did like social media stuff. So I just kind of, I think I kind of kept doing more and more of that because uh -huh. I was good at it. Like I, I've done it for my, my band and my music um, also. Uh -huh. So I don't know. It just made sense. It was like, oh, I know how to do this and I'm all right at it. So I guess I'll do it for a, a job for money. <laughs> so did you study? I mean, marketing is a very, you know, it's its own, it's its own skill. It's its own thing. Does, is that, was that a, an isolated uh, interest of yours too, marketing? Um, I think I just came at that, uh, because I, I studied English and theater when I was in college. Uh -huh. Um, and I was doing a lot of like writing copy and writing press releases initially uh, when I started working that way. So I think just like writing is just a thing that I've always done in, a different, in different capacities, like whether it's technical or creative. And um, it's nice to, to have an aspect of my day job that is creative. Yeah, oh, I bet. Are they supportive of you, you know, when you want to go on tour or? Yeah, like... yeah, that, that's like the bonus <laughs> of this job. Like all the instructors are musicians professionally and I'm the only administrative staff person that's a professional musician, but it's really, it's really awesome. Vivian, Vivi Lightbody used to work there too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. um, I'm curious, you know, your, the marketing experience you've gotten you know, through this work, and then obviously, you know, doing your own music, what have you, what can you share with people, other musicians that you've learned from a marketing perspective? Has, has there been, yeah, I guess I'll just leave the question pretty open. Um, yeah, I've, I guess I've learned a lot. I mean, I think the thing is that I've learned that there's such a wide variety of, like, levels of interaction people have with social media, because, you know, I, I think that there it's a different tool for different organizations. Like for, for the organization I work for, it's more about like a, this is letting people know that like this organization exists, you know, mm -hmm. and like ideally so that they can get involved by volunteering or donating or whatever. Mm -hmm. So when the objectives are different and then like for my band, it's like, listen to this music, come to a show, you know, like, yeah. I think the, the levels of engagement are a little different and the audiences are different. So I don't necessarily think that like everything I've learned through Half Gringa can be applied to like the um, nonprofit I work for, but like I, I have noticed just like how wide of a variety of people like there are that are, that are audiences for that kind of thing and like who chooses to interact with what and like what kind of people are interacting with social media. So yeah, it's just, it's just interesting. It's like a, it's, yeah, it, it feels like a different thing for both of those. Um, what about the opposite direction? Have you applied, you know, what you've learned through your, your non-personal music work to your music marketing, your personal music marketing? I think if anything, it's made me want to do like less marketing for my own, <laughs> uh -huh. like, like less, yeah, like less marketing or less um, social media for my music, just because I, I think doing that for my day job is, is great because there's like a level of separation that's there. Uh -huh. um, when it's my own stuff, it's like, oh gosh, I've already been on Facebook like all day today doing this thing. Or like, I've already been working on this e-blast for this thing. And like, then I don't want to, which is, you know, yeah. is like a, is like a downside um, because I have to, and I feel like sometimes I'm not super good at, at doing enough marketing for my own work. But yeah, I don't know. 
I also just hate how much of it I have to do. I'd rather do the other stuff that I like doing. <laughs> yeah. My, yeah, like music is like 80% emails. <laughs> do you feel that way? You, you, kind you of, talk yeah, kind of. <laughs> um, you talked about how before you were in this this position with a nonprofit that you were you were touring with a company. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Um, when I was in school, so I went to the U of C on the South side, um, in, in Hyde park. Um, South is huge, but I, I went to U of C and while I was there, I started working with, um, a theater company called manual cinema. They're like a shadow puppetry theater organization. And I was interning with them as like a sound, um, designer slash, uh, operator and so a couple years after I graduated um they had started to like build this big like repertoire of shows and we're starting to tour stuff and they asked if I wanted to be one of the sound effects um operators and musicians in the band and so I did that um a couple of times in like 2014 and then there wasn't a ton of work and then when I was working my last job which was full-time uh, in 2017, they were like, hey, we want you to do, like, a two-week tour on the West Coast. We want you to go to China for a month. We want you to go mm -hmm. to um, Taiwan for a week. And, like, I I was so psyched. I was just like, oh, this is awesome. Like, I get to go to all these cool places and, like, do this thing that's really fun. And um, it's just, like, uh, MIDI keyboard operation through Ableton Live. And then I would uh -huh. play saxophone and I would sing um, in the band for two shows that they okay. did um, And that was awesome and I had a great time and I had such a good time that I was like, man, it would be so great if I could go on tour more. <laughs> you so liked it. I, and I had just like finished Grunyona and we were gonna tour that as a band and that was like, 2017 was also the year I had my first full band tour and then Sam, the guitar player in my band and I went on like a duo tour. So 2017 was like the most touring I've ever done. It uh -huh. was super fun. And I just was like, I want to quit my job and like tour more. Um, but unfortunately for my work with the theater company, like after 2017, I had a couple shows that I did, but the touring opportunities for those two shows just kind of dried up because they had new, newer ones that were getting picked up um, and other sound artists that would go with them on those tours so it was, was a little a competitive bit of space um <laughs> uh it i don't i don't think so it's just that these shows are so involved there's so much to learn uh -huh. it's like literally like there's nothing that i've seen that's like the that position before like it's hard to even describe it like sound effects operator like fully sound person kind of yeah. you know like and it's so specialized that it's really hard to do more than a couple of shows or like get really good at doing a couple of shows mm -hmm. um, so they just had other people that were doing like these two other shows or like this one show and so whenever they ask to have a touring company go out it's usually like the same people that only do that one show got it so yeah so so that was kind of it was a little anticlimactic it was a little bit of a bummer and i was like dang, I, like, quit my full-time job so I could tour more, and <laughs> I'm not, you know? I mean, it's kind of what is happening to everyone right now. Like, yeah. we, we were supposed to do a month-long tour in August um, when Force to Reckon came out, and obviously we did not do that. So, yes. yeah, it's, uh, but, yeah, I think just, like, figuring it out, finding other work to do, trying to come at stuff from a different way. I still did a lot of touring after... Um, I stopped working with that company, but I had to do it on my own. I had to like book my own tours and mm -hmm. do it that way. But yeah. Well, that would have been for your own music too, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the experiences that you've had so far with the kind of turbulent nature of touring and it not being as stable, I'm sort of familiar with that because my husband works, he's a piano player at Second City and Oh. I know when it was there and there's a lot of, you know, he's not working there right now. And, uh -huh. you know, it's just, it's very, uh, exciting, fun work, but there's a lot of changing and it doesn't feel stable all the time. And does that, those experiences that you've had and then, you know, add in pandemic and quarantine, has that shaped at all how you think about your future with music and touring and career? 
Yeah. <laughs> There's so much to think about. I think, um, I think the difference between like, you know, I, I think after my like outside touring gigs kind of dried up, I really realized like, you know, there's, there's more than one way to do this. Like, there's another way I can do this. It will require more effort on my part to, this like... being what? Doing this meaning what? Like, like, booking, like, booking, if I want to go on tour, like, booking my own shows, or, uh, like, putting myself out there to, like, play in other bands or other companies that are going okay. on tour. You know, like, there's a, there's a choice I can kind of make, and I think I, I, I really am glad that I took those opportunities, because there was a point uh that year where i was like i don't know if i can do all this and like my job was getting kind of mad at me for doing it but i i don't regret a single thing and i would love to go back out on tour i love it like as much as it's sometimes stressful it's annoying there's no privacy like it's there's i love hanging out with my band they're like you know they are like my family and I miss them so much and just like going to a new place, like getting into a new situation with all of them is really fun and, and meeting new people and all these cool bands. And yeah, I mean, I definitely, I don't know what things are going to look like because I think things are going to be different for a while. Like I, I can't see us like, Oh, there's a vaccine and now we're all going to go back out on tour. Like, I don't think it's going to be that way. Mm -hmm. Um, I think in all likelihood it would be a situation where, you know, maybe we'd start, playing shows in town and then maybe we'd start like going a little bit far away you know like to like cities that are closer to us um but i don't know yeah um i don't i don't want to believe that like it won't ever go back to the way that it was but i just know like this is going to be a situation where things are going to be weird for a while based on like you know 1918 influenza was kind of <laughs> weird for a while after that you know? <laughs> Like, yeah. go back to normal. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think just thinking about, like, different ways to, to connect um, is really important and ways to recreate that sort of, like, really fun experience that certainly right now isn't touring, but, you know, mm -hmm. later, what what's more sustainable, too? And I think that'll be better for everyone because, like, we all lose money on tour, you know? Like, it's expensive. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's hard to coordinate. And as fun as it is, but it's like you do the one tour a year unless you get picked up for an open to open for someone. And even then it's like it's still really expensive to do it. So yeah, I don't know. So, <laughs> I'd love to like for us to like rethink the wheel a little bit, you know? <laughs> yeah, totally. That's it's been so interesting to talk to people and hear how their thoughts, you know, are, are changing this year or or just kind of what they're maybe took for granted before that they're taking a second look at. So when I hear yeah. your, you know, just what I've heard so far, this very fuzzy sort of timeline of your career from college to the things that you've done, um, did you, you know, it seems like it's all very music-centered. Did you, do you have a particular career trajectory that you're working towards or that you had in mind or you just kind of taking opportunities as they come and just seeing how things evolve what does that look like for you uh definitely more of the latter uh -huh. <laughs> um i think you know i am a planner for sure but i i think i've known at least since you know a couple years out of school that it just doesn't make sense for me to like try to plan more than like a year in advance or a couple years in advance I think now that I'm so I'll be 30 next year and I think now that I'm just like sort of getting out of like my 20s I am thinking a little bit more about like what I would like my life in general to look like um as opposed to just like career um yeah, and I think part of that is just because I don't want to plan too much because of, like, cool opportunities, like, getting to go on tour and so much in 2017. Um, I don't want to be – I don't want to have to say no to stuff like that just yet. And um, when it – if it comes up, when it comes up. But, yeah, um, yeah I, I think a, lo a lot more about, like, what would I generally like my day-to-day -to, -day to be? Like, uh. I've lived in Chicago for 11 years, and I love it. And – but I'm like, I'm from a tiny town, you know, 
And uh, there's part of me that sort of misses being in an area that's a little bit more, I don't know, uh, just there's more green space, there's more, um, there's less noise, there's less going on. Uh -huh. I think that's kind of nice, but at the same time, I do feel like a city person, you know? So, I don't know. I just think about, like, well, what will I want in, like, you know, five years? And it's hard to know. It's it's really difficult. Yeah. yeah, and what you might want is not necessarily what you get. Right. Also. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, so one of the things that, you know, you had mentioned to me when we were talking about our meeting today is um, – you've been doing a lot, you said you've been doing a lot of thinking about how your artistic practice is changing. I'm curious what you, what you mean by that? Yeah, yeah, well, I think like, you know, I just released this record like a month ago. Uh-huh. And, and not that I'm like ready to throw it in the garbage and move on, like I, I still love it. It's just been done for so long. Um, and it's been so much work that now I'm at the point where I can breathe a little bit and I'm like, I kind of want to start working on something else. And I just like, I think partially because of the pandemic and partially because of getting a record ready for release um, and doing a lot of like administrative, you know, kind of high level businessy stuff. Uh -huh. I haven't, I haven't had any time or really any desire to like seriously create work. Uh -huh. So, um, and now that everything is so different than the last time that I sat down to like, you know, make a new record or make a new thing, I am just a little bit at a loss. Like I'm like, I, this can't, I don't think this can be the same. I mean, largely my, my, my life day to day is the same because I was already working from home a lot of the time. Um, and I'm still doing that, but it just feels like I sit down at the piano or I sit down with my guitar and I'm just like, well, this just feels weird. <laughs> yeah, this just feels different. And my approach last time, I just had so much that was that felt more urgent. And now it's like I have a lot of content, but I just I am having a little bit of trouble sorting through it all. I think and knowing how to put it together and and knowing how to figure out what my process is for this. So yeah, by content, what are you referring to? Um, well, I've, I write a lot all the time, and I'll usually um, either write in notebooks, but I've been doing less of that. I've been writing in just, like, iPhone memos, uh -huh. and I'll write down, like, you know, four or five lines of something or longer mm -hmm. and just put it away for a little while. Um, so lyrics, you mean? Thought... Do you mean lyrics or yeah. mean concepts or? Yeah, I mean, I mean lyrics, yeah. Uh -huh. um, and... And I'll just like put it away because I'm like, I'm not really ready to like, I don't want to like, I want to let this sit for a while. I usually let things sit before I try to do anything with them because I need a little bit of space from them. So I have like a ton of stuff that I just, I feel a little inundated. Like, oh geez, I have like <laughs> a year and a half to two years worth of these iPhone memos yeah. or like or voice memos too I have so many and it's just like oh my gosh like some of these are just like I'm playing the same thing like eight times and it's a little bit different every single time yeah. and like what's garbage what's not garbage just like the process of sorting through all of that stuff is super daunting so and I just feel like last time I don't know I was a little bit more I think because I I had more stuff going on. I wasn't spending so much time at home. I had a little bit more perspective, but when I'm just like in the same place all the time and I'm kind of like in the same headspace mm -hmm. and am never leaving the things that I'm working on, yeah. it's kind of hard to, yeah, it's just like hard to, to work on, I think. So what's the, you know, kind of timeline, this album that recently came out, um, that, you know, you began working on it when you wrote it, recorded it. One of my questions is how long has it been since you left the actual writing and recording phase of that album to right now? It is October of 2020. Uh, the last, okay. Oh man, this is tough. 
Well, we start. I definitely finished the record before we started recording. I finished writing it before we started recording. Uh -huh. We go to the studio with a plan. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, so I think I finished the last bit of the last song I was working on in July of 2019. Or no, ju wait, July of, yeah, July of 20, oh my gosh. No, of 2018. Uh -huh. Oh, geez. Yeah, so it's been like two years. What's I your... wrote, yeah, I wrote that whole record in like a year. Uh-huh. It feels and like so... it's a realization for you to be like, oh, that was about two years ago. Well, it's so confusing. I keep getting confused. Like, 2017 is a very clear year to me. There was a very clear chain of events. Mm -hmm. And 2018 and 2019 just sort of blend together as one uh -huh. giant year. So... Yeah, the record has been mixed since last August. So that means I finished it before then. Oh, I guess I wrote Texas in 2019 of uh, January of 2019. So that's the last time that I wrote okay. something for the record. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry that I like took you on that journey with me. I just really No, I, I wanted to know. Wait, um, what year is it? <laughs> so, so were the plans for releasing this album, were they changed by the pandemic they weren't changed by the pandemic um well i i didn't really make the firm decision to do what i was going to do until the pandemic had started because uh -huh. i've been talking to a small record label for like six months and really thought that something was going to pan out and then at the last minute they were like actually we can't do this and I was like, okay, well, <laughs> I'm not going to do this for another six months, so yeah. I'm going to put this record out myself. And then, yeah, I mean, when I decided that, I think I, yeah, I think I made the decision to make the release, or to, to do it myself. I'd already picked the release date, but I made that decision in, like, mid-March, because I got a no from them at, like, the end of February. So, okay. yeah, and then things got uh, not unimaginably worse. I mean, like, I, I don't think that anything that's happened to this point has been like, oh, wow, didn't see that coming. But it's been like, oh, yeah, okay, like, am I, am I gonna just, am I gonna just do this and, like, put it out there? And yeah. I think I'm, I think I'm glad I did. I think, yeah, I, I think I'm glad that it's out there and that people can listen to it and hopefully find comfort or some sort of connection to it during this year of years you know <laughs> yeah it's beautiful I, w I was listening Thanks. to it yesterday um do you when you were talking about you know you or your artistic practice and how there's been the space of time where you've been collecting ideas but not assembled stuff yet um it sounds like a lot of times you start with lyrics is that right yeah most of the time yeah because i um I was a poet before I was a songwriter. And uh -huh. so I think I, I think a lot about like the musicality of words. Uh -huh. um, so even when I'm, even though I start with lyrics, I am thinking about music, but I don't really start writing the music until I have most of, it doesn't need to be like all, but like most of what I think the content of the song is. And then I'll uh -huh. start like putting it together musically. That's really interesting. That is exactly the opposite of what I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's I can't imagine doing it that way. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's really cool. Um, so, sounds like you're saying that part of what's feeling hard right now is sort of the monotony of life, that by the nature of the day-to-day, -day, you're not able to kind of step back and get some space from the ideas you're collecting. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's just like, yeah, it's that, and I just, I'm like more tired than ever. I think um, it's really difficult for me to like go out because I have to like remember like I have to stay away from people and like is my mask on do I have all do I have my hand sanitizer you know just like that level of functioning is really hard for me uh -huh. um, and so it, I just feel like I've been more tired and spending more time on like the basic things to that I need to do to like take care of myself yeah. Um, yeah, so doing anything that requires, like, a lot of emotional work is, like, whew, yeah. okay. 
I'm curious if you're comfortable sharing, do you, do you live with anybody? Are you living by yourself? Um, I am currently, he, he's not here right now. I'm currently living with my boyfriend. Um, okay. he, he's gone for work currently. Um, it's been very nice to have another person to yeah. quarantine with. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, to kind of keep from going insane because, uh, otherwise, like I moved into this apartment with the idea of living alone, uh -huh. uh, but just sort of out of necessity, he's been here. Uh -huh. Um, and which has been really nice. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's been helpful to like have another person to remember like, okay. Cause if he wasn't here, I would just be like, you know, not like totally non-functioning, but it's just like a reminder, like there's another person here. Like, you know how to be a person, you can do it. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. I think I, that's gotta be so hard. If I lived by myself, which I used to love and did for years, I don't think I would be doing well living by myself during all this. Yeah. Well, it's a bummer because I, I really am a homebody in general, and I do like being alone a lot. Uh -huh. um, but I think this is just, like, an extreme of that that I never anticipated, yeah. you know, being in. So this is, like, the Wild West. It's brand new. <laughs> so in a general sense, how are you doing? Do you feel like you're coping? How are you – how have you been kind of weathering the past few months? You know, honestly, it, like, it's been hard to track. I feel like I should be trying to, like, journal more <laughs> to just, like, keep track of how things are because it feels different on a weekly basis. Uh -huh. um, yeah, I guess luckily, like, I, I see a therapist regularly outside of that, so I it's nice that she sort of keeps track for me of, like, how yeah. I'm doing. Um, but, yeah, sometimes it feels like I feel really energized and I'm, like, yes, okay, I know what I'm doing, this is my plan, this is how, what I'm working on, this is what I'm, you know, like, doing to volunteer, this is, like, feeling like I'm doing things that are, like, helping other people is really, you know, like, orienting for me, uh -huh. um, and also just remembering, like, I'm, I'm not bad, I don't feel like I'm bad at self-care, but I feel like I am bad at resting, um, which maybe is the same thing, but I just have a hard time not doing anything I feel like I need to be doing something and I've been doing uh -huh. quite a lot during this pandemic that's outside of music like um I'm auditing some classes at at Berkeley School of Music right now to just like know more about uh <laughs> music theory and uh -huh. like brush on that and then like cooking and reading mm -hmm. and just trying to do all this stuff and I feel like sometimes I'm I'm overdoing it a little bit I'm like trying to fill up my time with too much instead of like being sad about everything because it you is think, sad. You think you're trying to distract yourself? Yeah. Oh, big time. Yeah. I tend to do a thing where I'm like, if I get too sad, I will never be able to climb back out of this hole. And I, I, I worry about that, but I don't think, I think that I've been working on just being like, it's okay if you feel too sad to do anything right now, you know? Have you have, if you're comfortable sharing, have you had that experience where you had a hard time yeah, yeah, it's, I think, yeah, I've had some, some times where it's just like, oh yeah, like, I'm depressed, and I don't, it just feels like a very overwhelming, or just like low level all the time, like, I just feel sad, can't put my finger on why, yeah. just feel sad, um, yeah, and I think that this has definitely made that a little bit more difficult, but mm -hmm. it's also made it a little bit easier just in that, like, I notice it and I try to confront it a little bit more. Uh -huh. um, Why do you think it's been easier to do that? Well, I think just not being super, or having, having to work and there's, like, you know, some amount of stress, but just having more time with my own thoughts, uh -huh. um, I think is, is helpful and just sort of, like, you can't get away from it. You can't get away from yourself at this time is kind of what I feel. <laughs> it's hard for me to like try to distract myself from my own thoughts. <laughs> I have a client like... who she works full time, but she works at home and she was saying that, you know, we've been talking about mood shifts that she'd had and she's like, I've become more aware of them now because there's no sort of outside factors that I can say, oh, I had a bad time out last night or, you know, this is going on with this situation with my friends or whatever. That's just like, it's just me at home. And so I can really watch the waves of my moods now in a way that I couldn't appreciate before. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, 
it's very eye-opening because I think before it was like, you know, my therapist would kind of like tap me on the shoulder and be like, hey, I think you're upset about this thing. Yeah. And now it's like, I can see it super clearly. Like uh-huh. I, there's nothing, there's less to distract from that. So that's, yeah, it's difficult, but I think I feel like the first step to, you know, working on that is noticing that it's there. So totally, it's, yeah. So since this, you know, has a mental health, uh, angle to it, this show does, is that, is therapy something you would recommend to people if they have been considering it? Yeah, like a lot. (laughs) Um, well, I think it depends because like I, I went to therapy originally for a specific thing. I was, it was like my second time trying therapy and I was kind of nervous about it because I didn't like my first therapist. Uh Um, but I was like, maybe if I go to the therapist and say like, I want to work on this thing, can we do it in this many sessions? Uh And, and that was really great. And I think like, if that's something that freaks you out is sort of like, but then when will I stop? It's like, you can stop whenever you feel like it. Yeah. Um, that's really helpful. Uh, but I ended up just being like, you know what? I think this is really good. I'm going through like a really weird new time in my life and maybe I should just keep seeing someone. Uh And I've, I've been doing it for three years straight. Um, and then sometimes I see her more often than other times. It just sort of depends, but I think it's been a really nice resource to have. Even when I come to a session, I'm like, I have no idea what to talk about. Like nothing happened. There's always like, yeah. I know she has a list. She has a list. <laughs> and she's like, I know what we're talking about today. <laughs> so that's helpful. <laughs> I know what you mean. I mean, I see a therapist as well. And, you know, with my clients, that that feels very familiar. Is If you find a relationship with somebody that you really like, there may be times in your life where you're feeling something more acutely or you kind of would like the support but then people might fade away for a little bit now people come back after a couple of years and something's going on and so it's very fluid yeah um, and it's kind of a, i think a big part of it is that i know a big part of it is a relationship finding somebody that you like is kind of the first important thing yeah yeah well and also like i i think it was also important for me to realize like oh like you know not all all therapists are people they're not all the same um <laughs> and some of and like my therapist is certainly inclined to certain issues it seems like yeah and so i think like oh well if i have this issue with another thing i'd probably like go to somebody else about uh-huh. that you know like i think realizing like oh you're not married to the therapist yeah, totally <laughs> you don't right have to be here forever right um, is, is really nice. That's, so that's true too. And sometimes just, a someone with a different specialty or a perspective shift can be helpful as well. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so are there things that you have done or things that you've kind of ways of thinking or orienting yourself that you can share with people that have been helpful for you coping through all of this? Sure. Um, I do a lot of like cognitive behavioral therapy, um, which is just like trying to rewire how my brain thinks about certain things and just like trying to get out of thought patterns that I know aren't good for me. Um, I do a lot of like, like I, I feel I pride myself on having a very like rich interior life, (laughs) but at the same time it's difficult because sometimes I know that the things that I, the like intrusive thoughts that I have in my brain are not good for me and that it's sometimes a thing where like hey the way that your brain is telling you to look at this issue is not necessarily the truth or actually what's going on or it will actually help anybody including yourself so just trying to like think with more of an outside perspective and just sort of being like hmm why do I keep thinking about this one thing over and over what why do I have this specific perspective on this event and like, what does that mean? And like, is that true? Um, that's a really like, <laughs> I realize that's a very like minutia, like thinking about your, the thoughts that you think about. No, kind I think of that's, that's approach, but like, how, do you, so how do you do that? Do you just think it? Do you write it down? How do you address this? I will, I will write it down. I'll think about it. I'll just try to I'll try to do both because I think it's easier to see patterns when you have like a record of it. Uh-huh. Um, sometimes I'm just not super good at it, but sometimes I will notice like, oh, 
this is like the third time I've thought about that. Or like, oh, I've been thinking about this one thing for like an hour. Like, yeah, you know, and just sort of noticing. And I think being at home and, and just being around more has helped with that, has helped with that, like not really needing a written record and just sort of noticing like, I keep thinking this like negative thing about this event or this thing that happened yeah. and like I should notice that and be aware of it you know because yeah, yeah. So, mindfulness yeah yeah mindfulness is like <clears throat> super helpful it's very difficult and it just feels sometimes I feel like I'm working on it and I'm like is this working you know <laughs> like yeah. I don't I don't really notice it but I think the times when I know it's working is when I don't think that much about certain things um yeah, yeah. So. I, you know, it feels like to me, like, the first mindfulness, being aware of, like, the way that your thoughts are moving and maybe the content of your thoughts, that the, the awareness that they're happening doesn't necessarily make the thoughts go away, but there's a small gap between you and the thoughts at that point. If you kind of keep practicing it, then the gap can widen because you realize those thoughts are happening within me and you're not being pulled on a ride by them as much. Exactly. And just sort of, like, you know, pulling the sheet off of, like, oh, wait a minute, you're uh -huh. thinking this way, like, is that you being mean to yourself again? Like, right. you know, and just sort of recognizing, like, right. hey, that's not, that's not great, you know, like, what is, what is the root of whatever thought you're having, you know, is it, what is it coming out of? And just knowing that and sort of being like, that's sad, like, you don't need to be mean to yourself all the time, you know? Yeah. Um, that's really helpful. Yeah. So some of that has been helpful for you during this time. Have there been any other things that you've done that have kind of kept you going? Honestly, like as far as activities, I think cooking has helped a lot. I've uh -huh. just been doing that so much and it's nice because it's like, oh, now I have like a skill, you know, like a skill that feeds me and like, you know, serves yeah. a purpose and it's away from screens, which just like don't help me <laughs> very yeah. much. Um, since I'm in front of a screen so much of the time, having a, a project that's outside of that is really great. Um, yeah, and just trying to, try, I've been playing music without trying to have sort of like a, a goal or like mm -hmm. a project or a plan in mind since I'm a little like, how do I restart my artistic process? I've just been like playing like piano and just sort of like improvising or um, playing covers that's been really nice. It's always uh -huh. nice to play songs that aren't mine. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Do you, so I had mentioned this at the beginning, but for anybody who's watching now, uh, Music Therapy is going to present uh, Halloween Therapy on October 30th. Is he's going to be doing a song? Do you, do you have an idea you want, want to share? Do you know? Oh my gosh, I don't know. I was actually thinking about it earlier because I was listening to um, Bruce Springsteen's Nebraska, and uh -huh. the first song on it, Nebraska, is like a murder ballad. It's about um, a, uh, I forget, it's like a, like a murder suicide. It's very sad, but I was just like, what kind of a song would be like, you know, kind of macabre or scary or whatever to yeah. play. And I was like, murder ballads are definitely in that category. So <laughs> thinking about that. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll just play the monster mash. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited for, yeah. Um, I kind I of glossed over. It's a cool idea. You what? It's a cool idea. I'm excited too. Good, good. Yeah, so the idea for anybody watching is there's going to be, there's a huge roster of Chicago musicians and everyone's going to play a cover song and hopefully they'll have fun with the video elements and costume or fun background or whatever you want. It's all free, but that's going to be October 30th, the evening of, and it's, the whole idea is really to be a hang. I feel like there's usually just these great cover bands that happen, Chicago for Halloween and it's always really fun and it's not going to be quite the same but maybe this can be a little bit of getting together and and doing that so yeah I'm really looking forward to seeing whatever you choose you've got a lot of time to figure it out so yeah yeah <laughs> um is there anything else that you you know want to talk about or share today gosh I uh I don't think so I feel like that covered so much <laughs> where can people find your music People can find my music at halfgringa.com or halfgringa.bandcamp.com. Mm -hmm. uh, I think all the links are like in the bio of my Instagram. Uh, I'm on Spotify and Apple Music, um, which are not very helpful in terms of payment, but are helpful in terms of getting the word out. Yeah. So, yeah. 
And your newest album just very recently came out. When did it come out? What's the name of the album? It came out on August 28th and it's called Force to Reckon. Um, I have these really cool like black silver glitter vinyls um, on sale at my website and on Bandcamp if anybody uh, wants one. Great. Um, yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. It was really nice to see yeah. you and talk to you. Same. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so fun. Good. Well, I look forward to seeing you again on uh, the 30th and I'll, you know, be in yes. touch before then, but. Sounds great. Thank okay. you so much, Jessica. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right. So anybody who caught more of the end of that, that was uh, Isabel Christine of Half Gringa. And um, we had a really great conversation. If you want to uh, go back and listen to it, it'll be on uh, Instagram first, I'm going to put it on YouTube, and it's also a podcast now, so it's on Spotify and iTunes and all the podcast places. I try to get it on all of them. Um, along with, this was episode 45, so along with the other 44 episodes, they're all up there. Um, I'm going to have Fire Tools, uh, Angel of Fire Tools on. That's going to be the Wednesday after next. This next Saturday, I won't be doing one. I'm going to be playing a streaming show for, out of Michigan. Um, so that should be fun. And hopefully you'll join me there. That'll be next Saturday evening. And I hope you guys are doing well. This is a really weird week. Um, really weird time. It's been strange with everything going on and winter coming. And a lot of people are feeling it. Um, but I hope you guys are hanging in there and uh, doing well and taking care of yourselves. And uh, please reach out and say hi anytime. Thank you so much for joining and for listening. And um, I'll be back a week from Wednesday with Angel from Fire Tools. See you then. Bye.